caffeine. You just you sent me a WhatsApp. Oh, I'm in trouble with your wife, aren't I? Well, yeah, she I said to me. you on your day off. Yeah, but she but said was, to me it was my day off as well, and I was on holiday. She don't know what day off you got. So she yeah. said to me, "Because why are you why are you messaging Dave? It's on day off, isn't it?" Yeah, that's uh, the sort of thing my wife would say. So you're well. seeing him tomorrow? Just tell him tomorrow. Shut up. So I got yeah, told well, off then. I wanted to make sure that you were doing Sunday night. Yeah. And not me because I'm going out. Yeah, where are you going? I'm going to. I'm going to some friends of mine in Midsummer Norton. Uh, what I didn't want to do yeah. was to be looking at the clock all day, going. Oh, like, go go in there. Yeah. You know, so it just so takes the pressure off. So, so what was your holiday like then, other than being on Twitter? Uh, my holiday was was for the most part good. Yeah. For the most part good. Yeah, we um. We did the Rhine and Flamen festival. Uh, What's that? It, it's it's a flotilla of boats down the Rhine. Oh right, it yeah. Just different towns on different dates. And so I went to it when I was about 11 or 12, I think. And it was phenomenal. And I remember the flotilla. And I remember all the firework displays in the hills. The trouble is this year they'd replaced the firework displays in the hills. Less towns bought into it. Oh, yeah. Which was a shame. There were less boats. And they replaced the firework displays with um, laser light shows. Oh, right, yeah. Because we weren't in one of the towns that were doing it. Then we couldn't see it. So oh. if it was still fireworks, we'd have seen it. So you take all your kids with you, and was it just like a couple of them? Uh, no, only 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 three. Oh right. Um, the twenty-year-old, well, he's twenty next month. Yeah. And then the thirteen-year-old and the eleven-year-old. Oh. And um, and the two youngest ones did their best to ruin a holiday, but um, <laughs> that's what happens when you got kids, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Take the rough with the smooth. <laughs> yeah, that's why <laughs> later on when. Uh... And we were going to go from from the Rhine and Flamen down to Tittersee in the Black Forest. Oh yeah. When I checked the Google weather, it was thunder and lightning there all week. Ah. So we ended up going to Maastricht and then Zealand. Oh right. I've always wanted to go to the Black Forest. It always looks so beautiful. Yeah, that's what I thought as well, and I still haven't been. Ah right. I've always, you know, you have those ones where, um, what's it called now? Um, down in Bavaria, where you got those videos with Hitler. He's up in the Bergenhoft. Yeah, yeah, it's called a Burkhoff, isn't it? The, like that. Yeah, when he's up there and he's looking out across all the Alps and stuff. Yeah. I, you know, it always looks like, you know, absolutely phenomenal. I'd always yeah. love to go. I've always wanted to go there. So I do still fancy it, but I didn't fancy four or five, six, seven days of thunder and lightning. Yeah, that's true. So we went Zealand where the weather was. So you're glad to be back now? That's it now? No more holidays for ages, isn't it? No, you know? I haven't got anything booked till February. February. But I got a fit in two weeks holiday somewhere by the end of the year. Have you? Yeah. Oh right. So I don't know. I'm going to do that. Oh right. Okay. Fair enough. So I think I, I don't know. I'll have to have a look to see how much holiday I've got left. But I get more holiday than my missus, so it's a bit weird. So you know, she don't get as much holiday as me. Well, we get the same holiday, me and my missus, but she's going away without me with her mate. So. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, that leaves me a bit. Sorry. So, what have you been up to while I've been away, then? Oh. You made a mess of recording a podcast. I made a mess of recording a podcast, having to apologise. I, I wrote a, I wrote a, a right, post it about... Good, actually. I yeah, liked it. it was good. Did it? All right, yeah. So, I wrote that as an apology. I've got another one in the in the bag uh, for that. I don't, We haven't really done much, really, to be honest with you. It's been kind of a bit quiet, like, so... Yeah, you know, well, oh, well, my, my son got his uh, A-level grades. That's probably why it's been quiet. So. All right. So he's going to Birmingham City University. So you have a kind of three days or a week of kind of on the edge of your seat thinking, I hope he's done all right. I hope he's done this. 
and then you have a kind of come down for about three days afterwards yeah. where it's kind of like oh it was of relief so we've been busy with all that really yeah. so yeah it's just been all right so on this podcast this week we're talking about uh cash cash is king cash is king with the gbbs we should point out the gbbs is your name for gb, GB news. news gb news it's, i can't take all the credit for it it was um marina perkis and Gemma forte on the troll podcast, oh yeah that's it, it. Um, i quite like it it's funny i like it GBBs. gbbs uh and they've got a campaign so that's about that and we're talking about uh exodus and the uh covenant of sinai with the people of israel so was as we continue dear coaches bus ride through the bible and finally, we're talking about Down With Love, which I thought was... Down For Love. Down For Love, which I thought was really sweet. Filmed in New Zealand. Filmed in New Zealand, yeah. So, um, hold on to your hats for the music. So, in the news this week, Dave, so, so, so. So, in the news this week, week, well, the the thing that, I don't really think it was this week, I think it was mainly last week, that we're picking up on is um, Cash is King. So, it's the Cash, GB News have got like a campaign, haven't they? They, Yeah, they're heading up the campaign to make sure that we don't go cashless. Um and, and I'm not opposed to us not going cashless, I have to say. Yeah. Set the stall out right from the start. I don't think that we should go entirely cashless. Um, but what struck me was their reasons for not going cashless were all a little bit pathetic. So what are the reasons they've given them? Because the tooth fairy can't exist if we go cashless. What, what's that mean? Well, because you won't be able to put a quid under your kid's pillow when they lose a tooth. So the tooth fairy goes out of business if we go cashless. They did say that. Yeah, they did. It's in their thing, yeah. Is it? Absolutely, yeah. And you won't be able to give your kids pocket money anymore. Right. The fact that you could pay it into their bank and they can have a card is irrelevant. Well, I never. I don't give my kids... I've, I stopped giving my kids cash because they can't spend it. So I give. they've had cards since they've been about 14. So you're 13, part of the 12. problem. Yeah, well, there's no point. You've made they, them go cashless. Well, they can't spend cash, can they? Well, of course they can. Well, in all the shops. Yeah, but they can't... Yeah, but it's easier for me to keep track of stuff if it, if they're not... Uh, you know, I pay a monthly cash. You know, um, pay a monthly... Are you one of the these bank, people right? that if you've got 20 quid in your pocket, it's all gone and you've no idea where it's gone and you think, ah, oh, that was easy? Not really, no. No? No. No. No, no never mind. Well, like I that. account not... for every penny of it. Sort of. Um, well, well, no, I, I like cash for the sense of, like... If I take 20 quid out, right, so how we used to work it was we have a, for our money, we have a thing called cash, like a block of, for our budget, which is cash. Right. So we have like £20 a week, which is basically money for like things like milk, bread, going up the shop, that sort of stuff. So if I have that 20 quid, then I can only spend that 20 quid and when it's gone, it's gone. Right, I see. So, so this is your pocket money, really? Yeah, yeah, that's my pocket money. This is your pocket money. So if I want to get something like a bar of chocolate or whatever, I can get it out of that 20 quid, but I don't go... So it's a way of me not using a card. 
because it's easier to it's easier to track stuff i find it easier to track stuff if i've got cash because i can say how much money have i got i open up my wallet there it is do, do you see what i mean well i see yeah. what you mean yeah mm. yeah but i i like to know what i've spent it on so when i use a card it shows me what i spent it on yeah where i spent it and how i spent it and then it's easier to keep track of where oh, well i do gone. that for the other stuff but it's just that would the, the cash would be for stuff that's like less than three quid like a bottle of milk or you know that sort of stuff yeah yeah I'd, I'd use my card for that yeah but you'd have to remember that you went to tesco to buy the milk and you'd go remember it's milk or whatever you're just really tight you know and you know yeah anyway what were the other reasons for gbb's oh they had all sorts them? of reasons um because it saves on banking charges and that might be a fair enough reason um does it okay well a little bit because you get charged like 0.7 percent um oh yeah but really yeah, the reason true, they yeah. don't want to tell you on gb news of yeah. course is why they want to keep cash is because you don't pay any tax on cash a lot of the time are you saying that tradespeople actually ask to be paid in cash so then they don't so they don't it. pay the tax on it yeah i think, really do you think that's really a thing i, I yeah i really do think that's, yeah, that's a thing, thing and oh, i think that, that a lot of takeaways a lot of takeaways that only want to take cash yeah don't have each of their employees on the books really yeah. all about turkish barbers and stuff yeah like that, stuff like, like that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, okay yeah so um so you think that they're dodging tax so i like... think that um the fundamental reason for people not to like to go to a cashless society mm. for a lot of those people isn't that they're concerned about anybody else they're not concerned about pensioners who don't understand how to use a card because actually there's a lot of pensioners who are paying with their apple watches at the moment well it depends they're a lot on more the advanced than i am yeah, you know it depends on the person it's a bit yeah. generic to say all oh, pensioners will be cut off because not all pensioners will but some people oh my father who only deal in cash will yeah, will will, will be suffering as a result yeah but the biggest profiteers are organized crime and people looking to save paying tax Oblin, that's what we used to call it on the obble on the obble ah it's where you work illegally oh I so when i worked that. on a building estate building site when i was about 16 something like that is um you used to get the guys from the social would come up to the building site right and like all these people like run up the mountain because they were all working there legally so, right <laughs> so it's just like so people people wouldn't work on the books and people would do yeah but i i think that's kind of low level stuff that's not um but that's not that that's is just low people level people on the obelisk survive, is, is lower level yeah but you do still get a jail term for that oh yeah you cool. do yeah um so it's not it's not completely um people trying and, to and you're not supporting the system are you you're not funding the nhs you're not funding education i'm not defending you're avoiding it. paying you're avoiding paying your way by taking more than you're entitled to but it's the bigger organized crime as well I mean, if you, if you go cashless, then you're on the street drug dealer. It's not going to get much business, is he? No. No, he's not going to be selling drugs at the school gates anymore, is he? No. So it's not, if from that sense, it's not necessarily a bad idea, is it? Um, and so they're not giving oodles of cash to the next person up the chain, and they're not giving it up the next per chain. And so Money laundering. Uh, yeah. Like it's, it's, it's yeah. The biggest saving on cash is on tax. And the fact that you can make a lot of money through crime that you can't make if you're cashless. But we live in it. But but Amazon don't pay tax. No, no businesses, big businesses wow. pay tax today, and that's all cashless. So so. But but how can we? 
how can we in good faith criticize amazon and yeah. starbucks and all of those big other those other big names that don't pay tax yeah um and and then somehow support the others not paying tax not paying tax we can't have it both ways well, they, they don't pay tax because they don't have to people only pay tax because they have to nobody voluntarily pays tax well nobody says oh you know you, you I, are government use an extra 20 percent right? people don't do I, that. I don't think anybody pays more tax than they have to pay no but I think that we have an obligation to pay the tax that we should be paying. Oh yeah, definitely, yeah. But um, then, but I think, I mean, I don't know if you use the, the the tax accountants that no, are recommended to myself. us. I do mine myself. I do myself. In fact, yeah. I ring the tax office and ask them for advice while I'm doing it. Sometimes. Yeah, I do that. And, um, <laughs> and they're really very helpful. They I are, pay, yeah. Well, I think I should be paying, and if if. If I could have paid somebody four hundred pounds to have saved me four hundred pounds in tax, what's the point? Yeah, that's why I do it I mean, myself. I just don't understand what the point would be. Yeah, but I can. That's the thing. I do it because I can, because I, I can understand it. Some people find it hard, but I think I, what I tell the, what, the cashless society worries me for three reasons, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think they're onto something with the tooth fairy. Because the tooth fairy won't exist. No, no, no. I think they're onto something with the tooth fairy. They try and they try. I they try to explain something. Says tooth as well. Is I'm going to do an experiment. I'm doing an experiment at the moment, right, yeah? And the experiment is I'm counting how many people I speak to when I go to shops. Right. And how many machines speak to me. Right. And so far, the machines are winning two to one. Right. Yeah. So cash is... What they're trying to say is is with the tooth fairy, I think what they're trying to say in a cack-handed way, really, is that it, it builds relationships... So if you work in cash, you have to work, you're forced to work in a face-to-face -face environment. Yeah. Right? Which is far more human than a digital environment. Right? Yeah. And I think that we're losing our humanity to digital systems at a terrifying rate. So cash is a good way of enabling us to facilitate those sorts of human relationships. But you can still... You can still avoid going to the person at the checkout in the supermarket and pay with cash at the machine. Yeah, you can. But if you're working in cash, right, then you were, it's much more of a face-to-face -face way of working. I've noticed that going back and forth to Aberdeer. In Aberdeer, it's much more cash. In a working-class environment, cash is much more prevalent than it is in a middle-class environment because it's a more face-to-face -face economy. That's the way it works. So face-to-face -face economy works in cash because they, they're more comfortable with that type of exchange. And I think that's what they're trying to say with the tooth fairy is it's a way of facilitating relationships. Yeah? It's a physical thing. And I think that's the big thing. Yeah? Oh, I'm not sure about that. I think, I think working in cash is a more human way of working because it's a more physical thing. It's a more honest way of working, right? I think that's the. I don't key. think it's more honest. Oh, I think it is. No, no, I think it encourages dishonesty. No, I don't think it does. I think it does. I think I think it's a. I think it's more. It's yeah, it's more real in a sense because it's physical. I understand that with the with with the in shop interactions. Yeah. But okay, but. But if I've got somebody to do work on my house, yeah, on my house, yeah. 
I would rather pay them by bank transfer. Well, I would as well, probably. I would by cash. Yeah, I would as well, because I can't be bothered to go down the bank and get the cash out. Get the cash out, that costs me money. Yeah. It's more expensive to do in cash, because you've got to actually go and get it. Yeah. But I think it is a thing, though, but it is a thing, older people, like my father-in-law, he's kind of completely isolated from society now, because he don't work digitally. And there's millions of people like him who are completely excluded from society because so they don't work. Get, I take it he gets an old age pension. Yeah. And how does he get his old age pension? He's paid into the bank. So. Yeah, but he. So he go- he's not. He's not getting it paid in cash now, is he? No, but he goes to the bank to get the cash out. He go. He physically goes to the bank, right? I should say, as he's sort of mug him now and then. But he goes in the bank. He don't use the cash point. He goes in the bank, and there's thousands of people like this, right? They go into the bank, and he's right? still yeah. got a bank in Aberdeen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's well, terrified. He's lucky, he? Exactly, he's absolutely left. terrified, right? That they'll they'll stop the they'll shut the bank because then he won't be able to 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 work. He won't be able to go to the shop. He's convinced of that. But it's terrifying. But I think he's in the minority. And he is in the minority. Yeah. Is that on the GBB's campaign for cash, he's not mentioned. No, but that's he's a real not, problem. That, but I think there's that, thousands that, that, and there thousands, that, millions though. of people like that. But he's not millions. on their radar. No, but they, but what I mean is, is that people who've worked like with him, right? He worked for for years and years where he got paid in a brown envelope at the yeah, end of yeah. the month and all well, that. My and first job was like that. Yeah. For, for a local MP's. Yeah. Ice cream company. Yeah. 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 Well, so dad's ice cream company. Yeah. So you do that. Brown envelope, cash in hand. Don't worry. Mm. Don't worry, folks. <laughs> I didn't pay any tax, but I didn't actually earn enough to have paid any tax well, that about, year anyway. You were about 16. About really. 18. I was 18. I think the thing that really worries me about it is is the other two things, really, is to do with power and control. Is that at the moment, the government have a lot of control over how much money exists because they can just print it, right? And it's much easier printing money digitally than printing money physically and that's part mostly why we've got so much inflation so that's part of the problem is it gives them too much power and control right to do that yeah yeah but that never changes no no money I, isn't a real thing no it's not which is uh, why it should uh, be and the illusion, it used to be it used to the be illusion that money is a real thing is just wrong but it used to be up until 1971 i promised to pay the bearer five pounds in yeah, gold yeah but that used to be true well i want my five pounds in gold exactly that's why it's all gone wrong is it it used to be up until 1971 and uh, nixon took us off the gold standard it used to be pegged to gold in America, and all other currencies were pegged to American dollars, right? Yeah. That's why you had Fort Knox and all yeah. that, right? And then Nixon took us off the gold, took them off the gold standard. So now it's just funny money you can make as much as well, you want. It's all monopoly it. money, isn't it? Yeah, it's all fake. But the real reason it frightens me, I think, is it gives people too much power. It doesn't take power away from people. Cash is if you go cashless, right? Then if somebody wanted to shut down my bank st- my bank they could and i'd be completely cut off from society and people would have the power to do that and they and they do i don't believe that power is any greater whether you're cashed or cashless i think it is because at least if it's, if i'm cashed right yeah at least at the minimum right i can i have an alternative way of paying for things but it would be a pain in the backside right yeah and I'd have to like stuff my sort of 
bedroom full of 20 pound notes or whatever but at least you could do it well i think you give all that money you give all that power to the banks that they can then ostracize whoever they want like my father-in-law but the currency is the same is it yeah but what I mean, five pounds in digital. Oh, I know, that's still the same, same as a five pound note. But what I mean is, is that it would be much more difficult. They could arbitrarily just just cut you off, and they will. And then, like my father-in-law, they could just bin him, and that'll be it. And then if he couldn't, if he couldn't work in cash, so I think, I think that you should keep it for the Christian reason, right? Biblical reason, is we have to limit the power of people is nobody should have power. We should be very careful about who we give power to, right? And power should be used in the service of others. And the banks have proven themselves to be untrustworthy. And in effect, that's the same argument that I'm making. All right. In the sense that what we're doing with cash is we're giving power to the wrong people. But you... And the people most benefiting from the power of cash are those that shouldn't have the power of that cash. And I think that you're more worried about the banks having the power of that yeah. cash, and I'm more worried about it being used for the purposes Drug dealers. of evil. So really, then, we're on the same theological page. Theologically, we're on the same page. We just view differently about which where the greater sins lie. So I just, I just don't like bankers, and you don't like drug dealers. Yeah, it looks that way. It looks that way. Because I think that, the, that, that what it does is it enables people to evade their responsibility to contribute to society. And I fundamentally don't really mind culturally about people working on the obble, um, as it were, because that's where I come from. I'm more concerned about Amazon and Vodafone oh, and I'm, everybody uh, else who don't like but that, but that's legislation that sorts that out. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, and, yeah, and, it's how we do it. Yeah, it's having a simple tax and code. And actually, if we didn't have so many grifters um, gaining from big organisations in um, paying people to say what they want them to say, then maybe we could close some of that stuff down. Yeah. Maybe we could get, you know, James Dyson to pay his fair share of tax. Yeah, yeah. Jacob yeah. Rees Mogg to start paying yeah. some tax. Yeah. Um, Starbucks, Amazon, maybe, you know, some yeah. of those people might be able to start paying some well, tax if we legislated in the right way. Yeah, you're right. And there. some of that legislation for me has to be that, that cash transactions for big purchases are removed. For big purchases, I think that's fair enough. Uh, yeah, 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 over, yeah. Like, 10 grand for building work. Oh no, I that's I know that my builder I, is actually paying tax. I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't mind for like 10 grand. I just would I just think it would be for small purchases. I think it'd be alright. Anyway, I think that's pretty good. Yeah, cash is king. Let us know what you think uh about that. Do you reckon you should keep cash or not? Um let's have a think and and think about how we use power in our society. That's the thing. So next we're going to be talking about more power. Uh, we'll be talking about Exodus. So thanks for listening to uh, those Vicar Blokes. And don't forget to subscribe, 
on Substack, on uh, Google, on Amazon. We're on everything. And on well, Substack, we're still on Red Circle. Aren't we're on Red Circle. On, we're on the websites, everything. So, if, and leave us a comment. Be nice. Say like, ah, oh, I thought I was dead good, or I thought I was dead rubbish. You know, just leave us a comment. Be nice. Can say it was dead rubbish well you know well yeah I suppose give us some feedback that would be great Dave Coach's Bible Bus Trip right so oh well that's both at once then wasn't it Uh, um so we're going to be talking about Exodus, right? So Exodus, Dave, what's the story of Exodus? Um, the Israelites escaped Egypt. Right, okay. Why did they bother escaping Egypt? Well, because they weren't being treated very well in Egypt. They were slaves. They were. They were um, the lowest of the low, treated as um, third-class citizens behind the women. Yeah. Well, behind the women, <laughs> they well, were very nice, were they? That's the reality of what it was at the time. Wasn't yeah, it? it was. Yeah, so, oh. so they were. Yeah, so they were led to freedom by a bloke called Moses, right? Moses. Do you yeah. want to talk about Moses? Who he is? Yeah, yeah, he's um, he was God's chosen person at the time. Deliverer. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's the word I was yeah. looking for. Um, he so he he led them. He was God's messenger. He had conversations with Pharaoh. Yeah. Um, and then led the people to to freedom through the sea, the parting of the ways. Yeah. Um, and onwards towards the promised land. Yeah. So um, that's right. So Mo and he received the covenant. That's him. Mm. Yeah. So Moses, there's a story about him being put in a basket because. Um, oh, they've gone right back. Yeah, yeah well, I like that bit. When he goes on the, that, yeah. I like that. He gets put in a basket because. They said there were too many immigrants in Egypt, right? That's I've heard what it this was. Story before. Uh, yeah, funny yeah. that, isn't it? <laughs> funny that. It's nothing new under the sun. There was two, the the Hebrews were immigrants, and there was too many of them, so they decided to kill all the male, the firstborn male uh, Hebrews, didn't yeah. they? So Moses was saved by putting him in a basket. He went down the river. Hence he, the fact you buy a Moses basket now. That's right. Yeah. And then they're was, not lined with bitumen now, when they, are they? When you get them in the no, they're not all oily and that. No. no, no, they're only in them for like five minutes as well. It's really annoying. They cost like fifty quid, and they're like, yeah, anyway, that's that's my sort of thing. <laughs> with how, well, rip off Moses baskets were right, but anyway, so he gets brought up by Pharaoh, uh, and then he escapes. You missed like the whole bit where Pharaoh's daughter finds him, oh, pulls yeah. him out of the reeds. That's why he's called Moses. That's it. Yeah. Miriam sees, she's watching from a distance, gets her own mother and Moses' mother to then nurse it. You missed all that bit. Anyway, yeah. And, really, uh, you're going to do the nice uh, bit because you don't want to miss the nice bit out and then you forget to do the nice I bit. I just want to get to the plagues. But anyway, so Moses, yeah, Mo- Moses doesn't look like Charlton Heston either because you see the Ten Commandments in it, that old film. Yeah. And I reckon in heaven, right, there's going to be a pile of people waiting to see Charlton Heston, right, because they think he is Moses. Right. right? And then Moses in the corner going, no, 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 no. Chart lessons like I'm not Moses, it's that bloke over there, yeah. isn't it? You know. But um yeah, so Moses lead basically escapes from Egypt and he goes to the land of Midian where he meets his wife and they have the burning bush where God calls Moses to go back to Egypt and set his people free from Pharaoh and bring them into the promised land, right? 
So we're skipping over the story quite a lot because what we're going to talk about in this episode really is to do with the covenant. Because last episode we talked about the Abrahamic covenant. In other words, the covenant or the promise made to Abraham. And in Exodus, we have another covenant that God makes with the people of Israel, which is basically the Ten Commandments. So Moses goes up Mount Sinai, which I could see for my holiday when I was on oh, holidays. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it wasn't nice. Actually. You get When you go there and it's so hot and dry and horrible, it gives you another impression of, you know, it is really a desert. You know, well, it says the Sinai Desert, but, you know, the wilderness yeah. is a really inhospitable it's like place. It's like the wilderness. Yeah. Still. Yeah. It, right. It's just amazing, really, because you get this. Anyway, but he goes up the mountain to Mount Sinai to get the Ten Commandments, and the covenant is. I will be your God if you keep the commandments. I will be your God and give you the land of Egypt. Uh, sorry, give you the if land you of keep Canaan. My laws. If you keep my laws. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hang on. There we are. Right. Okay, his phone's gone off. Yeah. Is if you keep my laws. And how many laws were there? Oh, hang on. 600 and odd or something. 613. How do you know that? It's That's just quite one good of those there. That sticks. 613. 613. Yeah, so that was the promise. So Abraham's covenant, God says to Abraham, I will give you the land and I will be your God no matter what. And even though his children were awful, like Jacob, Isaac, Joseph, all of them were dreadful, he was still their God, right? But with Moses, it was a conditional covenant, wasn't it? Yeah. I will be your God. I will give you the land if you keep these if laws. keep my laws. So isn't that a contradiction, Dave? What isn't that like really just going back on himself with that? I think there was an expectation that they would keep the laws. What in Abraham's? Um, in all of them, in all of the biblical covenants, right? There's an expectation. So even when we go back to to the story of creation mm. there's a relationship between god and man and god expects man to keep the laws yeah he does and, yeah and we fail yeah and then so we've got the abrahamic covenant and we failed and we've got the covenant of moses and we failed yeah and so we, we're pretty good at, at, at failing over and over and over again yeah well, we didn't really fail at the Abrahamic covenant because there wasn't any conditions with that. They just had to be, uh, had to be circumcised, and that was it, really, wasn't it? But there wasn't any conditions with that. Well, yeah, okay, but there was an expectation, I think, that that there would be an understanding of what it meant to be God's people. Yeah, and I don't think that understanding was grasped by the people. No, no, I'll give you that. But I think, and so I think that then the Moses covenant comes along because it's it's a case of right, you, you're 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 out of Egypt, you're not under the bondage of slavery anymore, um, but this these are the laws that are going to help you to live better and to live in the way that you were intended. Yeah, but I think what it is. It, there is a contradiction there, but I think the truth's in the contradiction. So I think in the Bible, a lot of the time, we have two different things which are intention. So in this, we'll talk about it a bit more next week, I think, is you have justice 
and mercy, which actually contradict themselves, right? And I think that's what we've got with these two covenants. We have a covenant of mercy with Abraham, where he says, I will be your God no matter what. And the covenant with Moses is saying, I will be your God as long as you keep the law. I think there is a contradiction there, but I think that's the way life is. That life is a contradiction and relationships are a contradiction in that way. That's just so it it, it models a human relationship. You're not I, convinced I, I, that. I'm not I'm not convinced. Well let's think about I'm not convinced that this that, that the Moses covenant wasn't the Abraham covenant, you mean, wasn't conditional. I, wasn't unconditional, sorry. I don't think it I don't think it was as unconditional as you as you say it was. I think that the conditions in scripture are not clear in it, but the expectations of having a new start, a fresh start are still there. So you think it's implied but not explicit? Yeah. Whereas I think that in the in the covenant with Moses, it was more explicit. Because he basically says, these are the laws. If you don't keep them, then bad things will happen. Yeah. A bit like with Genesis chapter 1, where we talk about that idea that God has set up the universe uh, as a moral thing. So if you go against the laws of God, bad things will happen. Because yeah. that's how it's set up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think they they still existed in in the Abrahamic. Oh yeah, they did. Yeah. And I don't think it's as straightforward in the Moses covenant as as God saying, "I'm not going to love you if you don't keep these laws." He doesn't say, "I'm not going to love you." He says, "Bad things will happen to you if you." Absolutely. So yeah. It's the same. It's the same thing. It's not conditional, in that sense. Well, it kind of is. It's, it's more. It kind of is, and it, it, that's what I mean. It's, it's, it's a, a bit like it's a telling your kids not to put their fingers in the plug socket. Exactly. Bad things are going to happen to you if you stick your fingers in those plug sockets. But that's what I'm getting. And that's to... what the six hundred and thirteen laws are. Yeah. They're, they're, like, this is this is nature, and it's gonna it's gonna bite you if you if you if you go against it. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's the that's the best way to understand these things. Really, is what we end up doing is is rather than holding these two concepts of justice and mercy in tension where they should be right what we end up doing is either going all in for mercy or all in for justice and i think it's to do with how we live in a modern world we don't hold things in tension we think there's one answer when in life there is never one answer in science is actually a lot of the time not one answer but we fooled ourselves to think that there's one answer we can find. Right. Do, do you see what I mean? Yeah. So I think what we what we end up doing all the time in our society is sort of jumping in with one idea and then going with that to an extreme. And that's not the way the Bible is. It always holds two opposite ideas in tension all the time. Um, right the way through and, and we're very uncomfortable with that because we think that two things can't be true at the same time yeah we think only one thing can be true at once so if you think about i think it's the best way to understand this is about like um being a parent is i said to one the last time is that you can't change the fact that grace is her daughter you can't change that you can't change the fact that your kids are your kids can it 
Well, I listened to that. Yeah. While I was on my holidays. Yeah. And um, and I didn't necessarily agree with you. Didn't you? No. No, I shouted at the radio and everything. Did you? Yeah. What well, do you disagree um, with that then? Well, because our relationship with those that even are our children, yes, Wanda cannot change the fact that she gave birth to Grace. Yeah. But she could change the fact that she treats her like a daughter. You'll, you'd fall up with your kids on holidays, wouldn't you? That's what right. it was. <laughs> um, but that's the thing, but not though. to that extent. But uh, but in, but in human terms, we yeah. see that all the time. Oh yeah, we see that all the time. Hundreds and hundreds of parents saying, "Oh, well, I haven't spoke to my kids for five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh yeah, 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 standard. You know, yeah. Um, my dad can't stop being his brother's brother. But they don't talk, so they're yeah. not like brothers. No, you know. But it doesn't change the fact that they are. No. And that's but why you we're need not both. Dealing in reality, but we're dealing in relationship. But that's that's precisely why you need both covenants. God's Is, always our God. No matter what. But we don't. But but not everybody's in a relationship with him. Exactly. So to have so that's why you need both covenants and both things is that God is always there ready to forgive because he will always be our God, right? That's Abrahamic, the Abraham covenant. He'll always be our God. He's always there ready to forgive. But if we go against the law, we damage our relationship with him and with everything around us. So I would hope that no matter how bad things get in a relationship, in a family, that eventually in this life or the next it's possible for there to be reconciliation because you're always you're always related you're always brothers you're always parents yeah but but what that, that what that relies on is somebody always being willing to yeah, forgive which is what god is with abraham so god is always willing to forgive unlike us so that. But we get that in the story of the Moses Covenant, don't we? Yeah. Because Aaron's left in charge. Moses disappears up the mountain for... 40 days. 40 days. Long time. Yeah. Gets himself a suntan while he's up there. <laughs> you might need to read that if you don't know what I'm referring to. Yeah. Um, and then when he comes down, they've all fallen into a state of disarray because they feel like they've not been properly led. Yeah. And so he gets a tantrum and throws the ten big laws... The, the, the commandments at them, yeah. Well, and, actually, they have a uh, massive orgy with the with the, with an Egyptian god, don't well, they? Well, that's what I said. They've fallen into disarray. Fallen into <laughs> no, 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 no. You get as bad as Wanda now, where they were kind of they were a bit disrespectful. No, what happened was <laughs> right. What happened was is God had led them out of slavery into the into the wilderness, right? And Moses goes up the mountain for forty days. They get fed up because he's Whoa, not there. Hang on, though. No, hang on, though. No, hang on. He led them out of slavery in Egypt yeah. where they actually had food and provisions and and then they were wandering through the wilderness. They did feel a bit disenchanted by the time that Moses went up the mountain to get the Lord. They did, but God also provided them with manna from heaven and uh, water yeah, from the rock. Yeah, but they didn't like and, that. No. no I love Exodus. Like I love Exodus, my favourite book, because the people in it are so awful because... It doesn't matter what wonders God does for them. They're never happy. No. They're always moaning. They're always complaining. Nothing's good enough. They're like a kind of spoilt child, really, isn't it? They're constantly trying to give them what they want. But it doesn't work. No. 
And I, I just love the way they're so stupid. So what happens is Moses goes up the mountain uh, for 40 days, but the people in, uh, in the camp decide they're going to have a massive orgy and start worshipping the golden calf, which is an Egyptian god, and go back to Egypt. And then when Moses comes down, he loses his temper. Yeah, he's a little bit angry. A little bit angry. So English, isn't he? He's a little bit angry, yeah. And, and he so chucks he, all the bricks at him. He like, smashes you know. the tablets of stone and then has to go and get them again. Yeah, that's right. But see, the other important thing on that is that, that there were ten commandments on the tablets of stone. Yeah. And people think, well, there are only ten laws, but there weren't. There were 613 laws, but they were all summed up by the ten Ten commandments, ten commandments. Yeah. and then when we look further on, we get to Jesus. He says, "Actually, these ten commandments are a bit too complicated for yeah. you people. The first four are love your God, and, and then the next six, six are love each other." Yeah, and and you know he thinks, "Well, if you can't handle ten, let's bring it down to two, and see if you can manage that." I think, though, there's something something in that though um, to do with the covenant as well. Though it goes back to what you were saying about cash and everything else, right? Yeah, is we can't be saved through law. It's to do with our own hearts. And I think that's what Jesus is going on about in when he's reducing the laws down, love your neighbour as yourself. Is we we think that we can get around God through law, and that's what the Pharisees yeah. are doing. But really what the law is there to do is support the actual relationship, which is to do with our own hearts. So the law points to something deeper, which is our relationship with God and with each yeah. other. We need laws to give the, the structure for the relationship, but it's not the laws that give the relationship. They just help with the structure. That's the thing. Everybody needs laws and structure to build a good relationship, but you can't build a good relationship just through laws. Yeah, it, That's why we live in a tick-box society. Yeah. So it'd be a bit like if you had a rule in your house, you would take your wife out once a month, right? Yeah. And then you... Oi. Yeah. We'll have none of that on the podcast. She what? listens. Oh, right. She might get ideas. All right. We All right. All right. If I had a rule, I'd take her out once a month. Right? My wife. Yeah. No, not no, your no, wife. No, no, no. All right. If I had a rule, I'd take my missus out once a month, right? And then I just took her to McDonald's for a Big Mac, right? Yeah. I'd be keeping the law... But I wouldn't be doing what the law intended, no, would it's I? Not, it's not in the spirit of the law, is it? No. no, and I think that's what Jesus was saying there. And I think that's the thing with this covenant, is that the covenant is a relationship saying if we break the law, things go bad. If we keep the law, things go good. And it's a promise, but it's a bit like a marriage, isn't it? Yeah. That's the analogy that Jesus uses and Moses uses all the way through. Is it basically we are married to God. Yeah. And you can have laws, but that isn't, they help, but it's not really gonna, it, there's something deeper than just the law, isn't it? Yeah. Which then goes back to the Abrahamic thing about love being something more than just about keeping the rules. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it goes back to that, that, that I'm gonna love you and I'm gonna be the one that, that seeks to repair the relationship over and over and over again yeah and sometimes you know we can be reluctant to accept that no matter what i love you yeah because the story of the old testament is that the people of israel are never faithful to the covenant but god always is 
Yeah. No matter what stupidity, because they're stupid, basically, aren't they? Like us. Yeah. The whole point of the Israelites is they're stupid, like us. Yeah. And I think that's that's the critical thing. So, to sum up, in summary, what we're saying about the the next covenant, really, the one with Moses, the uh, covenant at Sinai, is that it sets out the laws which we are going to live by, or we try and live by, and our lives, the well-being of our lives is conditional on us keeping the laws, which always was in place right the way back from creation, because that's what creation says. So maybe Dave's right that there's not that much difference between the two covenants because they were implied. But there you go. There we have it. Thank you for listening to those Vicar Blokes. Don't forget to click subscribe, follow or sign up on Substack to get the newest episodes every week providing that Howell manages to record them correctly in my absence. Yeah, yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> so the watching the telly this week is Down for Love on from Netflix. on Netflix. I thought it was wonderful, but Dave, what do you think of it? Or do you want to say what it is first? It's a kind of dating show. So it's a dating show that comes from New Zealand. Yeah. It's basically um, looking at predominantly people with Down syndrome. Yeah. And they're looking to be loved and have something that resembles a relationship with with other people. Yeah, it follows them on dates and stuff, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. I thought it was really sweet. I thought it was, I thought it was, I really liked it. Was, it. it was I'm not going to say it wasn't sweet, but it was a little bit sickly sweet. Um, and I don't know. You're just not romantic, you. Uh, well, I'm not a romantic, <laughs> no, but I don't think the show was very romantic. No. No, I didn't. Um, I thought it was a desperate attempt at telling. What, say a bit more about that. What do you mean well, by that? Well, just because I'm sure, I'm sure there are, there are a lot of people that have got down syndromes and global development delay and all sorts of other conditions that do find it really difficult to have relationships. Um, I'm just not sure that I'm comfortable with, with the premise of the show being about their search for love. Why is that? I'm not sure. Can't really nail why. It just made me feel a little bit... I loved it because I think it shows that... I think it shows that love is something which transcends all these sort of ideas about understanding and and it shows the humanity of people with with uh down syndrome that they are fully human and they can have relationships like us and yeah but they can well they can fall in love can't they they can fall in love and i don't mean that they can what i mean is that what happened in the show is that they paired them up with um other people that were were severely neurodivergent. Yeah. Um, and I'm just not... I don't know. I was really uncomfortable with the lad dancing in the club with his mum and his dad and his brother and his sister and his mate there. And I just felt that the, the attention that he got was false. 
Oh, I it see. was. It was. You thought it was. It was it like was, a fake show. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. No, no, I don't mean a fake show. What I mean is that when people go and dance with with, with him as somebody with Down syndrome, mm. it's, it's a pity dance. It's a sympathy thing. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. They, they could. They could. You can have friends who've got uh, learning difficulties and things like that, and still be friends and all of that. I know he wasn't getting any dates off them, but is people pair up on on yeah, a? So why is it? Why is it then that if you're Down syndrome, you're only seen as suitable to date somebody else who's got Down syndrome or a global development delay or anything like that? Well, it's the same as that's why I can't go out with I don't know, uh, you know, on account of your ugliness. You yeah, 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 yeah. We're on a hierarchy of it, aren't we? So, like, there are women who are most women or some women would be out of my league, wouldn't they? They wouldn't I look think at most me. was the right word. Well, maybe, yeah, all right. Yeah, well, I've been, I'm, I'm been on a date. I'm, I'm dating yeah, anyone since I was 17. So, you know, it's sort of, uh, you know, it's kind of... Well, you won't even get your missus free flowers from me. Well, no, I won't, no. No. But what I mean is, is, is we're all different, right? So on all sorts of different axes. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to go out with somebody who was, like, really good looking but wasn't sort of very interesting in a personality way or whatever so we're all different in it so you could that's why they're being paired up with people who are similar to them in the same way that people go out with people who are similar levels maybe, of attractiveness maybe part of my problem is the fact that well firstly i felt that it, it i felt there might be some element of exploitation in it secondly I don't like the presenter anyway because she does one of them travel shows, not travel shows, like home abroad shows. And oh, right, oh, right, and okay, yeah, anyway. right. Um, but there's just something about the computer-generated dates thing that bothers me anyway. Oh, like the Tinder thing, right? Well, it's not even Tinder, is it? I mean, the, the Tinder thing's one thing. I haven't got an issue with Tinder. At least you're determining for yourself whether or not which way you swipe. So I understand. I've never. We get it. no swipes, me and you. No, we zero no, swipes. That's not the point. Um, <laughs> well, only for laughs and sympathy. I well, suppose. only we we'll get any. Well, that's but. But something about the the oh we've paired them up with this person we've paired them up with that person, life doesn't work like that. No. Well, it does in some cultures. You have matchmakers and arranging things. Most cultures work not, like that. Not, not, not on artificial intelligence-based things. I don't. Do, in, was it done a, by a computer? Or did they yeah. just? Yeah. Was it? What, what? Oh, so this person's going on this date here, and with this person, or they? Oh they, well, I know people the, have set the them up. I know set they the set them up. Were, yeah. You know, it was. Well, they ordered like YouTube channels. I reckon the producers just went round and said like, "Who's a who's a kind of Down syndrome person? You know, person who's got like a YouTube channel or something like that, and just matched them up like that." Yeah, maybe. I, I think don't. they did it for like kind of in the same way they do a kind of any date, like you know that first date and what have you and all that. They, yeah, yeah, they, I'm not really into that either. But they patch them up like you have like. Although first dates, it's worth mentioning that if you if that Michael Fabricant. Tory MP's on first date. Is he? He is, yeah, he's on one of the episodes. And that one's worth watching, that's funny. Do you know the weirdest thing with that was? Is my sister watched it when she was on holiday somewhere, right? And uh, she, she messaged me and said, put first dates on now, dad's on it. And I was like, what? 
and the bloke who was on it looked exactly like my dad and it was just so weird it was just like but it's the same with that is that you'd have older people going out with older people like, i wouldn't like to go out with someone who was like like if my missus died or something i wouldn't go out with someone who's like 21 or something and i'd be really weird but if i was 21 i'd want to go out with someone who's 21 in it um, you know when you were 20 right yeah if you had a time machine you're on you... rocky ground here mind what you've got to bear in mind that my wife is 13 and a half years older than me yeah i know she don't look it now but but i was you know in the mid 20s when we started seeing each other yeah but she would only been in her 30s yeah yeah, yeah 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 so you know in your logic that wouldn't work would it yeah but you wouldn't want to go out with someone 21 now would it I don't think so. No. But I wouldn't rule it out on based on a number. No, not on a number, but in the same way as you say about pairing people up, it's still like there's all sorts of different dynamics that you pair people up because of, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, there's... And I think what would put me off going out with somebody who's 21 is the fact that they're younger than my kids. Yeah, that, that would, would be, be really weird, weird yeah. That it would be, be really weird, yeah. So I think there should be upper and lower age limits. Mm. Like, you know, never... Perhaps never younger than your oldest child and n- never older than your youngest yeah, child. But it's a that bit, would be a good little time scan. That yeah, would be all right. It's going to be a bit weird because my daughter's 15 in a few weeks, right, in October, right, in a couple of months' time, right? But when she's 16, she'll be the same age that I was when I went out with my wife. But she was 16 That's when I went out with her. That is terrifying, yeah. yeah. But I was 17, but it still feels a bit weird. Yeah. Yeah. But it didn't feel weird at the time. No. But I, I thought it was really good, though, because it just shows that our common humanity and relationships are what make us human. And the fact that they fall in love, they have relationships, I just thought it was really beautiful, the way that that love transcends all these other differences that, that, that we we see in the world. So I think it's the power of love to bring people together no matter what. And I think that's a phenomenally beautiful. I think that's that's of God. That's God's ultimate um, agenda is that through love we can form connections with each other and with him. And I think that we limit that by saying, oh, these people can't fall in love. These people, we, we yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, well, well that's my argument with, with your thing, isn't it? Yeah, that was a bit of an interruption. The um, asbestos person come to the door, so it's just like anyway. So I was on about um, common humanity, isn't it? Yeah. So how love can transcend all humanity, and how God's agenda is to bring us all together through the medium of love. And I think that, that down for love. Program, yeah, but I think we limit love. Well, that's my and that's I, my point. Yeah, I think we limit love. You know, through things like I'm 21, so I can only see somebody who's 21. Um, I think we limit love in the, oh, well, they've got Down syndrome, so we'll set them up with somebody else who's neurodiverse. And I don't know that, that God wants to limit, limit us in those ways. I think we have a common humanity that we're all looking for love. I think my problem was the fact that it wasn't open. Okay, yeah, all right. I, I, I'd agree with that, yeah. 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 That's twice in one show you've come round to agree with my view. It might even be three times. Oh my god, that's so embarrassing. Oh, okay, never mind. All I right. didn't know whether we were aiming to win the show, but oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. So next time we'll be talking about justice and mercy in um, in the Bible, 
as the as the big topic. Well, whatever's in the news. And do you have anything for me to watch? Well, I haven't really given any thought because I've been away, am I? Oh yeah. Um, I was just going to load up BBC iPlayer and see what it was recommending. Oh, not BBC. Do we have to have the BBC stuff all the time? Yeah, BBC's good. Oh. Did you? No, Do you know, I never used to watch BBC before I started doing it's this too podcast. We won't watch that. No, we're not watching that thing. I've been warned about that. I'm not watching what that. What thing? I'll, I'll tell you after. I'm not watching that. All right, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm not really watching anything other than the moment. Uh, other than I've still got one series of Dawson's Creek to watch. I'm not watching that and again. I'm watching Annika. 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 You'd quite like Annika, but it is detective. Oh, no, I'm not watching um, a detective thing. But she talks about these. Um, Danish old proverbs and different things. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Oh, like it might that. be alright. Is that a BBC the, thing? Yeah, it is. Um, it's on BBC and Alibi. Oh, right, Alibi. Alibi. Is that one of your crane things? Well, it's just what it's on. Oh, right, I've okay. I've not seen anything on it, really. Well, we'll have a look and uh, we'll have a think and see what I, what yeah. we can... Uh, that's the thing we'll have in Disney and uh, Netflix and BBC. We we got... Not enough to choose you, from, isn't it? I haven't watched yeah. any telly in two weeks other than I watched on my phone that first episode of what we just watched. Oh, right. For love. Ah. So none at all. The one I've been watching, which is quite good, is How to Be a Tyrant. That's quite good. How to Be a Tyrant. How to Be a Tyrant, yeah. Right, okay. That's quite good. And what's that on? That's on Netflix. It's like right, a documentary on. thing about all different tyrants. Right, okay. And how you can become a tyrant. Oh, that's quite it's interesting. Like, there we are. So I'll watch that then, How to Be a Tyrant. Is yeah? it like The Real Hustle or is it? No, it's just like a documentary, documentary about like kind of, um, it's sort of like Hitler, Stalin, Idi Amin, uh, uh, what's his name, Saddam Hussein, and it finishes off with the Kims. How to Be a Tyrant. Yeah, and it, it does like the psychology and how they become tyrants like. Right, okay, we'll do that. Yeah, we'll do that, that one. That sounds good. All right, okay, so we'll uh, see you next time on Invicta Blokes. Thank you.